Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, everybody. So here we go. We are talking about, what's the title today, honey? Well, we're going to be talking about the collision between Christmas and Christianity. Oh, I think people have been wanting this one. We've heard I that. I know. We're going to, well, we're talking about the Santa controversy. There's a lot of controversies, yeah. potentially, or a lot of topics that can become controversial among Christians, and how you celebrate Christmas is one of those. Yeah, and you're not alone if you've been wrestling with this. Yeah. Early on, we wrestled with this, and we'll share that story in a little bit, and we'll give you four practical uh, keys that you can think about in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're also going to give you guys some ideas for traditions Yeah. because we get a lot of questions about that. We do. People always want to know what kind of Christmas traditions or holiday traditions we have. And so that'll be kind of a fun part of the podcast. We're going to share some of our favorite resources, which are always a huge highlight. People love it when we share some of our favorite resources. So yeah. we'll also put links to that at CourageousParenting.com. When you go and you hit episodes, you can look at the, the blog post there that goes along with this podcast, and we'll have links because there's actually some discounts for some of these resources. So a biblical approach to Christmas, and yes. some of you... We probably will make unhappy a part of this, but that's okay. We right. don't have to agree on everything, do we? Mm -hmm. No. So here we go. So mm -hmm. the first most important thing, and I think we all agree with this, is that we want our kids to understand about Jesus' birth during Christmas, right? Right. We want the focus to be on Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's that can be hard to do in today's mm -hmm. culture with mm -hmm. such a focus on presents, Santa Claus, all these different things. Right. And- you know what, Isaac just mentioned that we have been on our own journey and we're going to share some of that story. But I just want you guys to know that you're not alone. This is, and I'm not saying that regarding like we're, you know, we have wrestled with this in the past. Yeah. But there are hundreds of parents that are just like you that are wanting answers. They're maybe wrestling with things, maybe feeling convicted about some things. Um, and they are just, they're in the same place that you are. So if that's where you are, don't feel alone. And hopefully this podcast will be an encouragement to you. Maybe it'll be a challenge to you. And maybe it'll give you some ideas that you and your husband can talk about and discuss because we really want you guys to be in alignment, whatever you do. And we're going to give you scriptures you can use with your family because it, just think, of, think about this. If your kids understand the birth of Jesus, but don't understand the gospel, they don't understand the meaning of Christmas. That's true. So It's a perfect segue and it's a perfect opportunity for teaching your kids the whole gospel. Yeah. So what's what's the point of Jesus being born if they don't know the end of the story and how that's our access to God? Yeah. The incredible, powerful good news. And if they don't intimately understand that in their own lives, mm -hmm. it's going to be very, very hard to keep their focus on what matters during Christmas. Yeah. So let's dive in. We're going to put um, the first point here is mm -hmm. Santa versus 
the Grinch. <laughs> okay, so these are like two ends of the spectrum, right? Like yeah. you have the Christians that are all gung-ho, Santa Claus, Elf on the Shelf, reindeers, putting out milk and cookies, doing the whole like, and that is, they put a ton of energy into that, right? Like yeah. I'm talking Christmas lights outside. And, and guys, like doing Christmas lights in your house, there's nothing wrong with that. I personally love it. It's like one of my favorite parts of the year, Isaac gets to be the one to put them up so he doesn't enjoy that as much. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with putting Christmas lights up. But this is the thing. Ultimately, the question that we want you to be asking yourself as we're talking about all these different ideas and topics, how much energy are you spending on those things that are potentially making you so exhausted that you have no, nothing left, no bandwidth left in you to, do, to focus on the spiritual energy of bringing your kids back to what it really is about. That's why right now is so crucial because there's enough time, but there's not too much time. Right. It's If you want your kids to understand the meaning of the season, then it really starts now. It really does. You have to be prepared and planned. Otherwise, what's going to happen to you? It's going to happen to you. And yeah. you're going to be forced to have the to world just do to things. And you'll experience the pressures. And your your events will be planned for you by your kids classrooms or Sunday school or yeah. you know all different kinds of things and so on one side you have the santa the whole shebang and then on the other side you have a group of christians that are that some might call grinchy like grinch like yeah. right where they're like no we are not celebrating it's a pagan holiday and there it's like to this degree of like no nothing. christmas tree nothing like nothing yeah. Right. I told you we would make some of you upset. By the way, we love you if that's your yes. approach. No, we're just pointing out that there, like some Christians out there might be like, really, there are Christians that don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, yeah. I know that if somebody told me that when I was 15 years old, I would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> because my whole upbringing was, wow, Christmas was a huge deal. Like we were, you know, singing in the Christmas pageant at church. <laughs> all six services. It took over our entire weekend. It was like a doing. all the lots all of the, doing. There was a lot of doing it, but I will say there was a lot of fun in that, yeah. you know? And so um one of the things that we want to challenge you in, this is a good challenge because this is where the parenting struggle lies. Okay. Is when our convictions conflict with fond memories of our childhood. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't do anything during this season then when your kids are older and they see the movie the grinch they might go oh my mom and dad were the grinch they might. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what they'll think i don't but, know what they'll think but we don't want to we don't want to take we want to have some good traditions but we can bring amazing meaning to it now some people go well i listened to your episode on halloween Yes. And you said don't participate in that at all except for be a light and so you know, yep. get candy out yep. with scripture on it and so mm -hmm. forth. Don't dress up, don't participate other on that than day, other yeah. than being a light. To make a point, yeah. But Christmas is very, very different than Halloween. Right. Because ultimately, let me just ask you a question. Even if let's just say that maybe December twenty fifth in our American calendar isn't the exact same day sure. that Jesus Christ was actually birthed on that day like are we really going to get so nitty gritty on that one thing that we miss out on celebrating jesus like the whole point of christmas is to actually celebrate god yeah it's actually to celebrate him do you think he wants to be celebrated yeah do you think he wants his son to be glorified 
magnified in the whole world. Any opportunity to share the truth about Jesus Christ coming to earth and then leading up to and sharing the gospel, do you think God is for that? Yeah. For sure. It's kind of like for us, I mean, you guys know, many of you guys know that we are a part of a home church. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a pastor of a home church. We That doesn't mean that we're against big buildings that preach the no. name of God. What do you always say? You always say, if Jesus Christ is preached, God is for it. Yeah, We are to love God's bride. That's kind of the same perspective that we have here. So Christmas is about Christ. Yeah, And so God is probably for anything that magnifies his son and magnifies him, well, right? Hey, Let's just think that hey, through. Kanye West, number one album right now. Jesus How many Christians is were king. judging that, right? Jesus like they is were, king. Why wouldn't God want that to be number one? That's awesome. <laughs> I know. It's proclaiming Christ. Yeah. It's cool. I'm not a Kanye West listener, but I think <laughs> we, I think we that haven't is followed really cool. him, but uh, we've seen what's that's, happened that's recently. That's really cool yes. that what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so we don't believe in mm-hmm. talking about Santa with your kids. We don't believe in lying to your kids. Okay, so wait a second. So let me clarify. You said we don't believe in talking about Santa with your kids. We don't, well, we actually do talk about them, but it's a different context of what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, we don't think, we don't lie to them saying Santa is bringing presents, coming down the chimney, stuffing stockings. Uh, we don't in, tell in them that he's alive. Yeah. Mythical right. being that has lived forever is basically what people he's are saying. He's like immortal. Yeah. Like they're saying he's immortal or there's this spirit that somehow comes to life on Christmas Eve. And, yeah. and we don't say that the elf on the shelf is going to tell Santa Claus if you're naughty and we don't use that to manipulate our kids. And we, so we don't, we, those, those are practices that like in our family, we've felt a deep conviction about. And I, you're probably listening right now and going, wow, they have a really firm conviction. They mm-hmm. sound very confident in their conviction. Well, Can I just say, yeah. there was a time when we did not f- have a strong, confident way to communicate totally. this. And I can say that now because we've been parenting for 20 years. But yeah. we actually did Santa mm-hmm. for the first few years of Kelsey's life because yeah. this was not something that people said no to doing in i mean we lived in portland we went to big churches yeah you know and everybody everybody, did everybody it. we knew was doing the same everybody yeah and so um when we started feeling convicted about that it was basically because we were reading scripture and we were i was feeling exhausted yeah. i'm just gonna be honest you guys i am i have eight kids now but even when we had two yeah just trying to do all the things yeah the cookie decorating the christmas tree the decorating the house the christmas parties the white elephant gifts i could go on you know what i'm so talking about to all the pressures all all the things in addition to trying to do an advent devotional every single day and serve other people and try to make the focus more about god which meant that we had to do more things that were focused on god than we were about doing santa you guys we We were so busy. It really was exhausting me to where I had to start going, okay, I can't do everything. So what am I going to put my energy into? What's going to be the most fruitful? And when you say fruitful, you want to think legacy. You want to think spiritual fruit. And we were thinking ahead too. I think the spirit was convicting us too because we want them to believe in Jesus, which you, you can't physically see. Just like Santa Claus. Just like Santa. And and so if we're going to instill that. that belief, 
but we're going to, for a while, instill a belief that Santa is real, and they're going to grow up believing both simultaneously. Are real. And one of them gives them physical, real presence. Okay, so can and, I just And it? they're growing yeah. in, a, in this plane, and all of a sudden you say, oh, that one that gives you physical, real presence? Not real. That was us. Yeah, we were joking. We were teasing you. That well, was really fun, What about though. this other one, parents? Yeah, it's it causes kids to potentially mistrust you because you've, I mean, essentially, I'm sorry, you guys, th there's a Halfway Herbert book that even talks about how a half lie is actually just a lie. It's not a half truth. It's either true or false. There's no half truths. Yeah. And so as parents, when you think logically around this, and kids are very black and white, they don't understand and they mm -hmm. believe what you tell them. Yeah. And, and rightfully so, don't we want our kids to believe us? You guys listen to this. Matthew 5.37 says, but let your yes be yes and your no be no for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And then I can't help but think of the other scripture in Matthew that talks about um, how dangerous it is. Like, oh, woe is to the man who leads one of these little ones astray. One of these who little ones who loves me astray. Yeah. For it'd be better for him to be have a millstone tied around his neck and thrown into the depths of the sea. What are we potentially, that potentially what we're doing is leading them astray. If we're saying, hey, believe in Jesus. You may not be able to visibly see him. Hey, believe in Santa. You may not be able to visibly see him. Oh, wait a second. Actually, you can because Santa Claus, let's go get our picture taken with him at, mm. at the mall. Yeah. Right. And they're sitting on Santa's lap and they're like, whoa. And they're watching all these movies about and Santa And the whole Claus. culture backs up your belief. Everybody whereas the culture doesn't necessarily back, back up, up your Jesus. belief in Jesus. No, in fact, they may say you are mentally disabled if you believe in Jesus, right? Like some of the culture is saying that now. Yeah. And so here, here's a parent saying, G Jesus is real. Santa is real. You can see Santa on a couple occasions and he's immoral. And then all of a sudden they're like, they start to figure out that mom and dad are the ones putting the Christmas presents and they're the ones eating the cookies. And you have to tell them and you have to have that conversation with them. Well, a lot of times it's their friends that tell them. So now who has the most wisdom in the world? The their friends. friends. And some kids who want so badly to, they like, I mean, isn't that human nature to be prideful like that and be like, I know the truth. <laughs> right? And now, like, there's that temptation yeah. there for kids. Do you think a kid can handle that kind of temptation? I know the truth. Now, we tell our <laughs> kids, by the way, this is a good thing, yes. is do not tell other kids that um, mm. Santa is not real because mm. that is usurping the authority of, of their the parents, parents. Yes. and that is up to them so we do yep. tell our kids not to talk about yeah. this we so don't we do tell have them to, to lie yeah. we we actually say avoid the conversation at all costs and um and if someone just point blank asks you if you believe in santa then you can say um that you you know you, don't, you don't believe in santa but you don't have to go into why yeah. you don't believe in santa and so i i just think that it's important that we're equipping our children we're having these conversations mm -hmm. and just so you guys know like we learned this because we lived it we did santa for the first five years yeah. kelsey was five why don't you share the story when we told them the truth yeah so she was five austin was two and a half mm -hmm. and so he didn't really know what was going on we didn't have any other children i was pregnant with megan and um, we had been super convicted for a really long time about basically mainly about this whole lying concept, right. right? And how that would affect their belief in Jesus later and their trust in us to be able to be telling them the truth. And so we actually told them that. We said, you know what? We're convicted. We feel convicted because we made a, we mistake. Made a mistake. We don't ever want to lie to you about anything. 
And we felt like this was kind of lying, even though it was fun, right? And they're like, yeah. And I go, and everybody does it, huh? And they're like, yeah. And I go, well, sometimes what everybody's doing isn't what God wants you to do. Yeah. And we shared Romans 12, 2 with them. You know, renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. Be not transformed yeah. by the culture. But anyway, so we 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 actually equipped them, shared with them, let your yes be yes and your no be no, just like we read in Matthew. And then mm-hmm. we shared this verse, which is in Exodus 20, that says, you shall have no other gods before me. Yeah. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that's on earth beneath or that's in the water of the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. And this is an important, important verse to be teaching your kids because we can potentially be accidentally allowing idols to pop up in our life yeah. without recognizing it. And I will say, I do think that the some Christmas traditions have become idols for families. And so if that is something that is potentially something you grew up with, you really need to evaluate if that's a legacy you want to continue in your family. Yeah. And by the way, we do do stockings, trees, and presents. And we'll talk about that in a little yep. bit. But uh, we make sure they're not idols, which is super important. Yeah. Um, let's talk about media under this real quick okay. i mean the question people are going to have is do you let your kids watch mm-hmm. you know the movies around the holidays with um you know santa claus depicted in it? yeah and I, for us we've been pretty we're kind of careful about what we do watch with them sure um things have changed over the years when i was a kid i grew up watching those what is that macaulay culkin show the home alone mm-hmm. that everybody thinks is so funny i cannot believe i watched that show growing up there is so much cussing yeah. there's pornography in home alone and it's just scary and so i like i we watched that it was kind of like when we watched back to the future and we were like oh my lanta we had to shut it off and we actually had i bought the series at target for like 10 bucks years ago because i thought it was safe because i had all these memories of it it when i was a child i was desensitized and i hadn't been washed in the word in the in the same kind of way to where i was able to discern like kids can't discern they don't know so there was a period of time where you didn't where we didn't yes and then we ended up throwing those away we didn't watch them anymore we set a standard but then yep. we we do let them watch things with santa claus in them from time they've to time they've seen nowadays. like the polar express because and, yeah. you know what they know the truth they yeah. know it's fictional just like yeah. other fictional characters yeah. in other movies that's true and we actually do talk to them about who santa is because it's everywhere and they're gonna ask well we went to and the so church of saint nick we did yeah yeah where was that in uh italy yeah somewhere yeah We've been it was all a over. beautiful church and you know what guys there are a lot of great resources we'll put a link to a blog post that i wrote that has about 20 different books that we own i'm not going to share yeah. all of them because we don't have enough time today yeah um at the end of this podcast i am going to share our top five well not top five but five of five resources that we've used with our kids over the years that are great and one is actually the true story of saint nicholas yeah and so i would say that that's why we're sharing about this now in the month of november because some of like if you want to be more intentional in teaching your kids the truth you may want to 
talk to your husband and say, can we invest in a couple books, a couple things that are going to help me to train our children in truth? And hey, is it okay to be like people in history that were doing good things? Yeah. So if you totally. teach the accuracy of St. Nick, he was a generous person who was helping people. He was a priest. And and yes. so you could, you could teach about St. Nick mm-hmm. and then go do something for other people in this yes. season. Actually, so I just want to briefly share yeah. one story that's really awesome. The year that we got the book, it's actually by Voice of the Martyrs about St. Nicholas. And it it talks about how um, back then women were having a hard time collecting or coming up with enough money. Families were really poor Mm -hmm. where he was, and they didn't have enough money for a dowry. And so he took some special offering he that snuck he into had homes. <laughs> and he would sneak into homes and he would leave doubt like pouches money. of money yeah. so that the girls could get married. And I mean, how beautiful is that? That he believed in the, the covenant of marriage yeah. that God created. And that's just a really cool story. And so then we took that and we found a family that was actually in our neighborhood when we were in Portland yeah. that um, was Having going through really hard times. And we talked to our kids and we ended up getting Christmas presents and making them a Christmas dinner. And we went and we snuck to their doorstep and we left it there. And then we rang the doorbell and we ran and we hid and we watched. I Do you remember that? We yeah. had like four kids at the time. Yeah. And it was, it to this day, it's one of my most fond memories. And I'm sure that the kids yeah. remember it too. We've done lots of different things. And so there's, there are things that you can do that are like, inspired by him, mm-hmm. but in the name of Jesus, because Amen. Jesus wants to be glorified. Because that's why St. Nick did it. He totally. was inspired by was, Jesus. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so I just think that it's really important that we take everything that we do to try to drop back to the Lord, because in and of ourselves, we're not going to do anything yeah. good, right? Yeah. But So we're going to go into the second point, which is how to make Christmas about Christ. But first, um, the Parenting Mentor Program we're just in awe of the impact it's having. We get regular mm-hmm. messages, feedback that is transforming parenting from the the parents that are new Christians to maybe haven't been taking it as seriously to the most serious Christians mm-hmm. out there are just getting a lot out of it and yeah. um, biblical parents. And so it really gives the biblical parenting model that aligns with how to deal with issues of today mm-hmm. that's relevant mm-hmm. for today and practical mm-hmm. wisdom. So anyways, let's listen to people have gone through it real quick. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we wanna raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So cool. So point two is how to make Christmas about Christ. So the first thing you got to do, and we encourage you to do this right now, Mm -hmm. is test your child's heart about Christmas. How would they do that? Right. Well, you're going to ask questions like, so do you you guys know what Christmas is about? 
Or when you think about Christmas, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Or you can ask, what's the meaning of Christmas, right? And this is a good question to audit in your kids every year. Yeah, We've audited it every year with our kids because kids are different ages. And um, it's just, it's a good marker or thermostat, I guess, as to where where you're doing as a parent in helping your kids to be able to really focus on the Lord or not. Right? Now, if you want a fake indicator of how your kids are doing, teach them all about these resources first and then ask them. But if you want a real indicator of where your kids are at, ask them before first. <laughs> you teach anything about Christmas, ask them Amen. and then go into teaching. That's really good, Isaac. Yeah. Because sometimes we just want to we want to have good. a good answer, don't we? Yeah, it's so. true. Or or it's kind of like the parents that like work really, really hard with their kids on memorizing something. And then they ask them that question and the kid performs and they're like, oh, aren't I a good parent? <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. I always just am like, oh, man, well, every time I see it. Uh, we've probably done that before. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's it's so I mentioned this in the beginning. We need to, yes, focus on the birth of Christ. Obviously, that's what Christmas is about. But if they don't understand the gospel, yeah. if they don't understand that when what Jesus was sent to do, uh, then we miss the point. In fact, I love reading from the Old Testament and tying it into the New Testament. And so as I go through these four scriptures, these are four scriptures I've used and plan to continue to use with mm-hmm. my kids and probably mix in other ones too and don't always use these exact ones because there's others to use too. But to really help them understand. So Isaiah 9, 6 through 7 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And uh, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom. I was going to stop, but I just like keep wanting to read it's it. It's such it's a so good, good passage. Okay, so so... I like that because this is before Jesus was born. Prophecy. Prophecy. And if you want your kids to know the truth, then you want them to know this. And it gives the purpose of why Jesus was born uh, mm-hmm. for everlasting peace, Prince of Peace. How is he the Prince of Peace? He gives us peace with mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So we can communicate directly to God because he forgives our sins because he died for our sins, the gospel. Right. And if you don't understand, if people don't, intimately understand the gospel and how that impacts them to be right with God and why that is so significant, then why would the birth be exciting to kids? Right. But if they understand that the Bible in the Old Testament actually has many prophecies that are the foretelling of Jesus coming, they have specific things like he'll be born of a virgin Mary, things like that. There are specific prophecies in the Old Testament. And over the years, we've gone through like a lot of them with the kids. And then then you flip forward to the New Testament and you read the story, which you're about to, about Jesus. And you're able to say, guys, look at that. We just read it was prophesied in the Old Testament. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the King of Kings. And the kids are like, whoa. Now, I teach on uh, Luke 2, 1 through 20. Of course, the other gospels have other, you know, uh, great 
aspects of Jesus' birth and so forth too. Yeah. I like this one though because I like how it talks about the shepherds mm-hmm. and what's ha- and the angels mm-hmm. and so forth. It's really yeah. dramatic, and I like getting dramatic with the kids. Uh, so I'm not going to read this whole thing. Don't worry. Okay. So Luke two one through twenty. I just wanted you to know what I often do. Yes. I'm going to give you little pieces of it though, and it came to pass in those days. And so here's what was going on with the census, and then you know Joseph also went up from Galilee, so I was talking about that, and then the angels announced Jesus to the shepherds. Okay. So in verse eight it says. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. So realize when you're reading scripture to kids, and it says they were greatly afraid, you have to think about that for a second. Why would they be greatly afraid of an angel? Well, because probably... They've never seen one before. They've never seen one before. And (laughs) now think about the shepherds, though. Was it pitch black out there? Oh, totally. There's no lights. There's no electricity. So it's pitch black. And And the glory of the Lord shone around them. (laughs) Sky is like starting to brighten up. It's pretty incredible. And and imagine the voice of an angel and just just like bringing your kids to that. I like it's It's cool. Okay. Uh, Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Right? There's a song, Christmas song. Part of one. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. There's a prophecy fulfilled. Yes. Okay. Very, very cool. Who is Christ the Lord? And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger. So very, very cool. And then this is a key part right here. And suddenly there was mm-hmm. with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host mm-hmm. praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill and towards men. Okay. So now, if if it wasn't bright already, mm-hmm. and so you paint this picture to them, now the whole sky is just like breathtakingly bright, and there's a whole host, and like like a multitude, and multitude in the Bible is not a few; it is a massive yeah. quantity of like, angels. Do you think it's like a coliseum or an amphitheater it's just massive. filled with lights? It's just yes. massive, and so I'm bringing this to the kids how important and significant this event was. If all the angels are here, and it's just the whole sky's and lit they, up, and and they're rejoicing, yeah. <laughs> It's it's very cool, and then so cool. and then they vi- visit Jesus, and and Jesus is born. For time, I'm not going to go through all this, but I just wanted to give you a sample of how you can kind of bring this to life and talk about it, and and in context of why the mm-hmm. significance of Jesus being born is, which is really important. Now, John fourteen sixteen. Uh, so I just give you a little bit of that last John 14, one. Fourteen six. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Thank fourteen six. And we have uh, Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Wow, the one way to get to God and have a relationship with mm-hmm. God and go to heaven is through Jesus. Amen. Wow, is that important for them to know in today's culture? Yeah, it is so especially important. with the message. I mean, there's so many nominal Christians that are even like, "Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but I I believe that everybody can get to God through their God." Yeah. That's a false teaching. Not true. Your kids need to be prepared with that. And here's a snapshot of the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 5. Um, And so this is really good. For I delivered you, uh, sorry, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and then he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, uh, and so forth. And you can read on. I like that one because kids like to know there's evidence. Right. And this is an eyewitness account of when Jesus came back from, from, uh, from, from death. Mm-hmm. And he's the only uh, God where there's evidence of that happening. Yeah. 
So just, I like bringing that package of, you know, Old Testament yes. and to what what was going on, the meaning of it mm-hmm. in the gospel. That's good. And I think that it's important that parents realize that you just read four scriptures, okay? Which easily could have been about the length that we would do one family Bible time. But does that mean that you're making Christmas, which actually spans a whole huge period of time for a whole month of December, pretty much, yeah. right? where people are talking about Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. How do you make God known and the center for 30 days in that regard? Mm-hmm. You're sharing like a scripture a day, rereading the same account over and over again. There's there's actually a lot of things that we've done yeah. over the years, right, Isaac? Oh, yeah. And so one idea is to get a good Advent devotional, which mm-hmm. actually will start for you very soon. So you want to look into this. We have a few that we recommend that we really like. Um, one is the Unwrapping the Greatest Gift by Ann Voskamp. We've used that three years in a row. Yeah. And it's actually awesome because you can do like a Jesse tree experience with your kids. We also um, created a journal that we used every year with our kids to write down the answers to the questions that are in Unwrapping the Greatest Gift to yeah. see the spiritual growth from year to year in how kids are answering the questions. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of cool because I go over like last year's answers after we write our new ones and the kids kind of laugh and they're like, I said that last year. Or I'll say, oh, three years ago, you said this to this question and they're like, Oh, that's so funny, you know. And so they're doing an Advent devotional helps you to stay on track with reading every day, having something that holds you accountable in the midst of all the craziness that can be happening during Christmas time. Well, let's let's go into the third point three traditions Mm -hmm. because um, there's a lot here and we'll do it quickly. Um, But by the way, if you've given us a five star review, thank you so much. All it takes is a tap on iTunes and the reviews. We read everyone. Just amazing. So just want to throw that out there. Uh, It really means a lot to help the One Million Legacy Movement. So appreciate that. So traditions here. Um, We do a tree because it's just a it's a great tradition it brings uh, a great smell in the house it's right. it's fun to it's do it's nostalgic it's nostalgic for us it's not an idol type of thing like we could we could do without it and i think everybody yeah. would be okay although i will say um our perspective is similar to how we view pumpkins mm-hmm. okay so satan didn't create a tree because he doesn't have the power to create anything yeah God created trees yeah right and um for us there's actually Two books that I I love to recommend. One is The Legend of the Christmas Tree, and the other is The Three Trees. And one year I was reading The Legend of the Three Trees with our kids, and it's a, a briefly just share. There are three trees in this story that are wanting to know what their purpose in life is. One is a pine tree pointing to God, and he thinks his purpose is to point to God. Well, he gets cut down, and he gets depressed, and he's like crying out to God, why did you create me? Here I am on the ground. And... Then he gets taken by loggers or um, and farmers, and they turn him into a trough, mm. which ends up being the manger that Jesus was laid into, and it got to hold the greatest treasure ever, Jesus Christ the King. And so it's the anyway. So that's just one story of one of the trees. You have to go get the le- the the three trees to hear the what happens to the other two trees. But that was a really inspirational book because. With the Christmas tree, it was a pine tree. And so for us, we ended up um, coming up with our own little tradition where we actually save our Christmas tree and we let kids rotate who is turning it into the resurrection cross 
at Easter time. Yeah, right. That's been kind and of And so thing. for us, that's kind of why we like doing it is because it it brings both Christmas and the resurrection together, the birth of Jesus together with the resurrection, which is what Isaac was just talking about with the verses that he's reading. And so um, for us, we decorate. It's just a fun time. It, it, yeah, like you said, it's nostalgic. And then presents, you know, uh, we do that, but we just do everything We're kind we can of limited to, to make sure that's not the main focus, yeah. even though... No matter what you do, they do get excited about that. Oh yeah, everybody loves giving gifts, yeah. but I, for us, this the spirit of giving the gift is not in the spirit of Saint Nick or the spirit of Christmas, but it's actually that God gave His greatest gift when He sent Amen. His Son Jesus. Yeah, He made the greatest sacrifice, and so when we're giving gifts. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name that. of God, the Father, who gives good gifts to his children. So why wouldn't you want to give a good gift to your own child? We don't realize how much we are image bearers as parents mm -hmm. to our children of God the Father. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if God the Father is a God who loves to give good gifts to his children, then wouldn't it seem right and righteous actually for parents to want to give good gifts to their kids it's not a bad thing and then stockings we it's under the same guise of presents but mm -hmm. it's just fun that one i think is just fun well it's just fun the kids know that we're we put a couple gifts in it and it's because we actually only do one gift for each kid, like a gift yeah. gift, the stockings are a fun way to do something. We put like movie tickets in there. And, and the we challenge all go see of a movie finding together. small things that they would care about. And, yeah. You know, it's just fun. It's just fun. So, um, and then we also let the kids um, get gifts for one another, which is a whole nother episode probably. But um, we also focus on generosity, which happens to be our word for this year, but yeah. every year we have tried to have um, at least one or two activities that were very intentional with the kids yeah. where we were practicing generosity in the community, yeah. whether it was collecting sleeping bags and taking them to the Union Gospel Mission, um, doing a collection slash baby shower for baby Jesus and getting diapers one year and then taking them to the Pregnancy Resource Center. We did that. Yeah. Um, we've also done in, uh, Project Angel Tree, which was getting taking the kids shopping to buy a gift for a kid their age whose parent was in prison. Yeah. Um, Operation Christmas which we've done the last four years with home church and i also did i changed it up a couple years and i got a thousand dollars cash it doesn't matter the amount of money yeah. but i i just for a fact i wanted them to see the money and for them then to decide Where what to do go. with it and we decided together awesome. what we're going to do with it and what portion yeah. is going to what and we prayed about it and it was just a neat thing to make them part of the whole process and that was amazing yeah i'm really glad that i forgot that we did that yeah that, i feel bad saying that yeah no, it was, we did it but, a couple but times for, we did it like three years in a row yeah. actually now when i look back but you guys that actually leads me to another tradition that's been really special and and now that we've been married 20 years i'll be honest like when we were thinking about our story and trying to remember when we stopped doing santa we actually had different memories of when we stopped we couldn't really remember thank goodness that i blogged because that's we look back at the blog yeah. post that was written over 11 years ago and then also we have these awesome scrapbooks which i have i wish that we have the video going right now but um i'll maybe put a picture of them by up. the way the video stops if you've ever wondered if you're on youtube um because we do a one take for the whole thing 
and the camera can't do more than 30 minutes of video. Yeah. So we just keep rolling. We so just that's keep why. rolling. So, um, but anyway, I have a couple scrapbooks here and there are Christmas scrapbooks, which has been a really fun tradition that I did over the years when the kids were little. And then I started letting the girls do it with me. And I, I bring these out every year and people just love looking through old pictures of themselves <laughs> at different Christmases because you can see chronologically how the kids grow up, yeah. but also what traditions we did, what the Christmas lights were like. It's just, it's a fun extra tradition. That's something that we've done, which is reflections. Yeah. Um, and in there, we actually write down the different generosity things that we did over the years, which is super fun. Well, in this time of year also, and this will be another episode, but we reflect on the year, what God is doing in each of us individually, yeah. uh, the intentions we set for the year, things we've been praying for, all the ways God has answered prayer, and our new intentions and commitments goals for the new year we start thinking about. Yeah, you actually yeah. just brought that up last week yeah. for the kids, just a heads up, guys, you need to start thinking about that now. And look at, look at the things you wrote yep. down, and I send them back out to them. I have them all in my Evernote. Yeah. Now, there's other things, too, like Christmas cookies, blessing neighbors with cinnamon rolls. We do cinnamon rolls as a Christmas tradition. Kelsey makes the Christmas star yeah. now, which is a huge star cinnamon roll thing. And yeah. um, so we have, we do have our traditions. We also make lefse. I'm Norwegian. So that's been a fun thing. And we kind of, we're like, okay, this isn't the reason we do it, but it's no. a little bit of it is that we're like, when the kids are gone and they have grandkids, yeah, we want them to develop their own traditions, but we would love to have some of them come back and visit because they just right. love it at, right. at our Can house you imagine if, they, the if some of the kids are like, hey, we got to go back home because I want to eat lefse. Yeah. Right? Like, because maybe they don't have a left Totally okay if they don't. They're going to yeah. develop their own Christmas traditions. That's totally right. But, yeah. but for us, it's just been fun. Yeah. This is the aspect of Christmas that's fun where we're talking about history with our kids. We're teaching them about the Lord. And, you know, as far as like the resources go, I do want to just share one that it. recently we found out about. Um, it's called the Giving Manger. You probably saw it in the video earlier. And it's a little... Um, ceramic baby Jesus with a tiny manger and some hay. And it comes with a really beautiful book that is all about how we can give more than we get. And it's scripturally based. Um, there's actually a picture in here, Isaac, of the same, it's like a little um, one idea that this family is um, they're serving their neighbors who are in Love need and, and then they're hiding just like we did. So it's fun. But um, in, in as much as we have as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Matthew 25, 40 is kind of the, the main central verse in this project. And it's a book that comes with this tiny little wooden manger that's such good quality. Your kids get to put it together and they have this baby Jesus. And that comes with 55 kindness cards that have all kinds of different ideas of ways to be kind during the month of Christmas, right? So empty the dishwasher, hold a bake sale and donate the proceeds to your favorite charity. How about pack a lunch for someone in your family? Offer an apology that you owe. Shovel or sweep someone's driveway or sidewalk. Um, you know, offer hot cocoa. There's all kinds of great ideas in here. And so I, I cannot encourage you enough. We'll put a link for a discount. Um, they're giving 10% off to Courageous Parents. And so we'll put a link to the Giving Manger in the blog post because um, that's a really great resource. But one last thing, the, the other topic that we really wanted to cover with you guys is the topic of parental peer pressure because yeah. during the holidays, it's easy to 
be a man pleaser and to be scared to um, actually make changes if you've been doing something for a long time. Like yeah. if you've d- done Santa Claus and you've got grandparents that are involved and they love playing Santa and they, you know, we went through that a little bit, yeah. right? And it was hard for me, I think, especially to be like, we're not going to do this anymore. And um, well, just talking about Santa and and then, but we want to be respectful while at the same time, you know, being the authority with our kids and our family right. and what to do. I think that one thing that we kind of had to, I had to grow up, actually, is for me, I had to grow up. I had to mm-hmm. be willing to be an adult mm-hmm. and be the mom and take on that jurisdiction and not allow my desire to fit into the culture influence my convictions and what I was actually doing, mm-hmm. but let my convictions be reflected in my actions yeah. because that's really the bottom line with all things regarding Christianity, right? Like yeah. if you're living one thing and you're preaching something else, that's not biblical. God wants us to live what we preach. And so if I had this deep conviction that I didn't want to be doing Santa Claus and then I was doing it, that would not, I would be a hypocrite. Now, so le- leading up to Christmas, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, a couple days prior to Christmas Eve, if you're having a difficult time instituting uh, the focus on Jesus and Christ and his birth and all the significant things because you're going so many places and you're feeling the pressure to be at everybody's house and spend equal time at different parents' houses and things like that, then you really have to sit back and go, okay, what is going to be the most fruitful thing for my family? And mm-hmm. you might have to prune some things. Yeah. you. I mean, we've had a couple years. Like, I remember the year Megan was born because yeah. she was born December 5th. And we had to just say, we're not going anywhere. Sorry. Like, we're not, we're not going anywhere We found on it Christmas. getting so hectic. It was so crazy trying to go in between homes. And please, and everybody. Just different, yeah, everything. And so we just want to encourage you. One, we've totally been there. Yeah. And we know that it's hard. But we would just encourage you to, first, you have to discuss this as a married couple. You have to get into alignment. Yeah. You need to be living biblically. And you need to have conversations with your kids. And then you need to live your convictions. Because what did I say earlier? The biggest... Conflict happens when our convictions conflict with our fond memories of childhood. And so some of like, and can I also say what happens? People label other people as judgmental the minute that their lifestyle or parenting choices look different than theirs. And that's because of conviction. And so if you feel like you're worried that maybe family members or neighbors or friends at church are going to call you judgmental because you're not doing Santa Claus, that is not a good reason to do Santa Claus. Right. You need to care more about what God thinks than you do what other people think. And it's not your responsibility how other people respond. That's a reflection of their spiritual maturity. We should be able to be in the body of Christ with people and have disagreements and support one another in that, especially with things that are like this. Like for us, we had a strong conviction that we were convicted that it was lying if we were practicing Santa the way the normal culture does. Yeah. So right? so you got to go on a date night. There's a date night one sheet. You can get it at CourageousParenting.com. Hit podcast. All the notes, scriptures, video, and resources we talk about are listed there but also a form to fill out and to get on our email list mm-hmm. and we'll email you the date night one sheet if you don't already have yes. it which is a nice little sheet to help you stir up conversations during a date night and you should talk about these things you should and i think that you know when you're there too i think it would be wise if you as a wife or maybe you're the, as a husband you're struggling with comparing what you do as traditions to what other people do yeah. that is a dangerous trap to get stuck into that's where the 
enemy wants you, first of all. So secondly, don't compare. You're responsible for your kids because your kids and what you do with them is going to be reflected in your legacy. And, you know, the other thing you need to ask is, okay, where are our child's hearts at, really? Like, who's winning our child's hearts? When we ask them that question, what is Christmas about? What's their answer? Like, do we see their hearts constantly talking about presence and and looking at what they want for a Christmas present online or looking in magazines. Maybe that's an idol for them, right? Yeah. Like you need to know, is your child's heart more prone towards the culture, friends, Santa, parties, or is it Jesus? Amen. Right? And so we have to ask that hard question. Um, we do have other resources that we wanted to share with you guys. So we'll just have a link to where you can find those so that you can actually get them if you want them. So have a wonderful Christmas, and we hope this episode was super helpful. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.